All right, hello everyone. We're back with Region 3. We're going to start off with the Dearborn Defenders, coached by Coach Calabeo 1. Um, 15-3, and three, number 2 in the country. 15th strength of schedule out of Conference 15. And yeah, they... They're a solid team for sure. Um, this is uh, this is Callie's uh, first ever um, number one seed. So he said he told me he lost his uh, one seed virginity. Um, he felt <laughs> pretty good about that. Sure, uh, congrats, coach. Yeah, yeah, congrats. He's going up against the Wichita talking about Willis um, out of conference twenty three. They won their conference tournament um, to make the NTT as one of the last teams in. So. Congratulations, Coach, for that. They're they're kind of a balanced team where that kind of spreads it around, relies on a few different players, where Dearborn really relies on their uh, point guard, Jacob Bitter, and their shooting guard, Tyle Brailsford. But honestly, all the players up and down their lineup are really good on their team. Brailsford, mm-hmm. actually, uh, he came into the lineup halfway through the season so um he wasn't starting he's a backup for oh, the first cool. half but man he has just dominated since uh dearborn is number six and three points attempted number four in true shooting percentage number two in points uh in wichita is not uh top 10 in any statistical category um i mean it's nice that Wichita made it, but Dearborn just looks like they're on a run. They look really tough. They've dropped a couple games to um, different teams, but they play a lot of tough teams as well. Um, I had a quick comparison for Dearborn. I, I picked Tim Hortons. Um, okay. You know, uh, you know, no one really dislikes Calabeo one. Like he's he's just a He's an easy coach to like. No one's no one's like no one's like, man, I hate Dearborn. And I feel like no one hates Canadians either. You know, it's like (laughs) you bump into him and they say sorry and, uh, you know, stuff like that. So Tim Hortons is a good place. Uh, Do they have it where you're from, Jimmy? Do they have? No, but I've been there. No, I've been there in Toronto. Um, But no, none in Chicago. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of my comparison for um, Dearborn. Uh, I think they, I think they roll easy in this one. Yeah, I mean, so I had a little bit of a different comparison. Um, I had Wendy's, and I okay. think it's just it's just the range. I mean, when I think about Dearborn, I think about threes. You know, mm. and this year they're taking sixteen point six. They're making seven. Yeah. Um, and I actually maybe maybe I could see this in last year's sets. Um, yeah, they were taking even more last year um, by just a little bit. But so I I always. When I think of Dearborn, I always think of them jacking it up, uh, sort of like the big-time scoring guards. I mean, Jacob Bitter and, and Tyler Brailsford have uh, been there for four years now, and, and Bitter is kind of the, the his main man and has been um, for four seasons. And so, mm-hmm. um, and, and when I think about Wendy's, I think Wendy's has a lot of range, actually. I think Wendy's has really slept on, but you think about like yeah. from the – the, the uh, frosty to no matter what burgers. MJ will tell you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rega- regardless of what MJ says about their chili. Like, look, I'm not going there for chili, and I'm not going to see Kevin Whitener put up 10 points a game yeah. either. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. but so I, I think about range when I look at Wichita, I was actually thinking about Sabaro. Um, okay. and I know you're, you're gonna use them later, so I won't ruin that joke, but um, I mean, Sabaro is just an inefficient lunch, you know? Uh, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's gonna fill you up. Uh, and that's it. 
and there's probably nothing to be gleaned from it, like uh, health wise or, you know, and so, yeah. and I think it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, they're two of their main scorers, um, including their, their scoring leader are shooting below 50% true shooting. Their main score is a 44.6% true shooting percentage guy. Um, and that's just, yeah, it's an inefficient lunch for Wichita. They're, Wichita has been historically fairly good, um, yeah. at, at least that during my time. I, we always talk about them in the, the NTT. But I, I think that they're way overmatched here. I think Dearborn, yeah. really, really solid team and is also battle-tested. Um, yeah. And going off the Wendy's team, I feel like Kevin Whitener is definitely a redhead. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's definitely true. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, one of those seven-foot redheads, you know, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. I feel like Illinois always has a guy like that on their basketball team. Yeah, yeah that's crush. true. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on. Uh, Morgantown, the Warriors, you know a lot about them. Coached by A. Lilly, 32-101, strength of schedule. Going up against the Chattanooga Payne. Chattanooga's got their two-guard lineup of Michael Smith and Hunter Partlow. Uh, Morgantown, very balanced team. Four guys, five guys scoring above 10 and under 15. So they kind of rely on everything. Uh, Yeah, uh, let's see. So for Morgantown, they are number two in defensive three points allowed and number 10 in rebounds and Chattanooga is number three in defensive free throws allowed number five in true shooting percentage Hunter Partlow is the number one game scorer in uh in the uh NTT and then Michael Smith is third so that's pretty good for them I, I mean if Morgantown wants a chance they really gotta slow those two down Mm -hmm. oh for sure yeah yeah i'm looking at morgantown and i i'm thinking of them as a dominoes and so i don't know if some of you uh young guns remember this but dominoes was just like historically bad pizza Mm -hmm. um and dominoes even recognized that and so they did an entire reworking um they reworked their pizzas and they even yeah yeah yeah, they're kind of like buick right where it's like is that a buick it's like is that dominoes they they completely rebranded um and yeah. and reburst onto the scene as like viable pizza right um yeah. and morgantown has done the same i mean so ah lily uh ended up leaving conference six from camden i think it was camden uh and then spent a little bit time of time in conference one or two uh and then decided to come back and take over morgantown uh which has just been historically historically bad um yeah. And so my friend uh, J1 Bacon tried to take them over for a little bit, but then ended up having to peace out. Uh, and and so, you know, they've made two NTTs, but those were in season seven and eight. Uh, and he has just like, Alili has really reburst onto the scene. Um, you know, their junior class is 11053 um, with a discrepancy, meaning that, you know, Scott, sorry. Oh, woo! <laughs> uh, nice. Thank you. Sky Thorpe is sort of that 53 of the 110-53, a little bit of a top-heavy class. Love yeah. Sky Thorpe, their 7-2 center. And then um, the 9-4 freshman class was just like the class he was looking for. So you got Dylan Flores yeah. and Nicholas Johnson being able to man the 3-4. and four And they made and the DTT last year. <laughs> right, yeah. The um, last three years. <laughs> yeah, they were, I mean, they were like a top 15 team up until they, like, they they started out, what, 10-0? Uh, and 0. Um mm. They ended up beating Carnegie, but then they lost to us. And then a weird two to banger in a row. They just do not match up well. 
against Banger. And so I think yeah. besides that, I mean, this is a really, really dangerous eight seed. And then you look at the nine seed in Chattanooga and it's like, mm-hmm. man, um, I, I was kind of thinking of them as uh, a little bit of like, uh, I can't find the exact comparison, but someone... I said they were Taco Bell because in the moment it sounds good, but <laughs> later on it's going to be pain and their yeah. team name is pain. So that's pretty good. Yeah, I thought about that, but I have a little bit of a different idea for talking about in the future. I mean, I'll, I'll go with the pizza on pizza comparison. I, th- I think that they're a little bit of a Little Caesars. I think that they're very top heavy. So you look at like the crazy bread and the like hot and ready. It's like yeah. very top heavy. And then it's like, uh, we don't really have anything else. And in the same way, they've got Partlow and Smith. You've talked about 61% and 64% true shooting. Yeah. I mean, I love Coach Yuke. Con and what he does with his programs, he knows how to identify who's his most efficient scorer and running his his entire game through them, right? Um, and so I that that is a little bit concerning for Morgantown. I mean, we run our offense through our guards, um, and so did so Banger does as well, uh, yeah. and that's really where Banger was most efficient. And so I I think this is a brutal eight nine matchup. I think Dearborn is going to have a lot of trouble with one of these two teams as well. Um, yeah. And I actually. I, I mean, I think that this is the like uh, the true like thirty two thirty three matchup. They're thirty two thirty four, so I think this is the right in the middle matchup. Yeah, I don't know which way I'm leaning right now. Do you have a thought? Man, yeah, it's it's tough. I think I'm leaning. I think I'm leaning Chattanooga. Okay. And if I'll you're go going down, yeah, if, yeah, you're you're going to go with your conference. Yeah. Why not? And if you're going to go with the the Little Caesars, you got to mention the lunch combo. It's actually really good. You know, they yeah. got the deep deep dish. You know, the four the all corner pieces with a with <laughs> a uh, soda. They got the Pepsi products for five bucks. Um, that's a pretty good deal. So that's funny. Anyway, let's go on to the uh, five twelve matchup, or I guess it's the four thirteen matchup. We got the Pittsburgh Gamblers two. Um, number four seed, number 13, 116, strength of schedule, uh, led by Joshua Tyler, their junior point guard, going up against the New Orleans Ninjas, 62, 208, strength of schedule, um, won their conference title, led by, uh, Carb, uh, Carbonara and, uh, and Adam Vanchake, Vanchake. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. So uh, you look at you look at Pittsburgh, and they are number ten in defensive free throws allowed, number eight in rebounding margin, and number five in defensive points. Uh, New Orleans is number nine in true shooting percentage, number seven in number seven in uh, offensive rebounds, and number nine in points. So you really got like an offensive versus defensive matchup here. Mm-hmm. Um, could be really good. I'm gonna I'm gonna compare New Orleans to uh, Big Boy because they're they're a good team, but they also just don't have much competition. And usually, where you see um, Big Boys is in small towns and uh, things like that. It's like okay, it's really the only place to go, or at least that's been my experience with Big Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, for so I, I'll I'll stick with that one um, with Pittsburgh because I was like I was having a hard time sort of evaluating New Orleans just because of their strength of schedule. They mm-hmm. are really really efficient offensively, but even against their schedule, they 
uh, did not necessarily do well defensively. I mean, 52% true shooting would be good against a good schedule, but uh, allowed 52% allowed, yeah. but against a bad schedule, that that's a little bit concerning. Pittsburgh is a little bit of the opposite. So I was thinking of them. This is not necessarily a fast food place. Um, but so we have this place in our, in Evanston called Todoroki and it's an all you can eat sushi sort of deal. You know what I mean? Okay. And so what I saw, uh, what I don't like sushi, but my friends, a lot of my friends would go and it's a little bit of a slow grind. It's like, okay. I'm going to get the most bang for my buck. I'm going to wait out um, some time. I'm going to try to get two meals out of this, right? Uh, yeah. And then you got you to gotta really, really grind it out. And you look at Pittsburgh and, like, no one outside of Joshua Tyler is particularly, like, eye-popping statistically. But they're running a six, two 6'10 seniors and a 6'11 senior in the starting lineup with two 6'6 guys. Um, so they've almost got the full house in height. Um, and they're, they're scoring only 76 points a game, but they're only allowing 60 points per game, um, with a 46% true shooting percentage. And so this team is just super defensive. They sort of have all of their offensive power in one guy. And then they have, uh, one other starter and a bench guy scoring 10 points, uh, or better a game. And so I think it's a little bit of a slow grind, right? Like that, that buffet, like I'm gonna get the most bang for my buck. It's quality, but it's also a little bit of a slow boring grind um and so i i think that yeah new orleans has done really really well with what they have trying to make a sort of run with that 13 15 senior class and in van shank and carbonara and sprague but i I just think pittsburgh is a little bit too good and matches even um what i think would be an advantage for new orleans in certain games with sprague at the center uh some of that height uh i mean pittsburgh just is overwhelming with their height and their length so i think pitt's got this somewhat easily all right, um, let's move on to the five twelve matchup. We got the Salt Lake City Denizens going up against the Mobile Homes, uh, twelve seed. Both teams, well, Salt Lake City won their conference tournament, and Mobile won their conference. Um, mm-hmm. You look at Salt Lake City; they are number seven in free throw attempts. That's the only statistical category they're top ten in. Mobile is. Number seven in defensive three-pointers allowed. Number five in steals. Um, Julian Moore is the number seven player overall in game score. And they're the number nine team in defensive points. So, obviously, you got to look at their center, Julian Moore, um, one of the best players in the league. Uh, He's the reigning – he won conference player of the year. And last year, he was third-team all-league. As a freshman, he was league player of the year. Fresh, I mean, everything, you know, mm-hmm. obviously. So, uh, yeah, it should be a fun matchup. I'm interested to see how Salt Lake City plays it, how they match up against them. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Jamba Juice for um, Salt Lake City because they're in Utah and Mormons don't drink caffeine. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, So, and obviously – you know, if they have players this tall, they got a six ten small forward. They're they're probably uh, they're probably drinking their juice, getting their vitamins, mm. and uh, making sure they're really tall. Do you have anything for mobile? Well, uh, for Salt Lake City, I was actually thinking like um, I'll go with Whataburger. Uh, I was thinking Whataburger or In and Out. So Salt Lake City is the number one all time team in wins and in PR, um, but they don't have any titles, and so it's sort of an elusive. 
like giant, right? Where it's like so many people from Texas talk about Whataburger, people mm-hmm. from from California talk about In and Out, but the title has been elusive for Salt Lake City. Just like it's like I I've had Whataburger and In and Out, but like once each in my life, and and so they have felt like elusive giants, right? Where it's like mm-hmm. I know that they're incredible, but I just can't get my hands on them. Kind of uh, like this... Chick Fil A used to be. Yeah, yeah, a little bit before they began expanding, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's what i'm seeing for salt lake city for mobile um i, I was kind of thinking like uh honestly like a jack-in-the-box it's like i don't know who goes there uh yeah. and it was kind of surprising to see i, I mean crone is an incredible coach don't get me wrong but it's yeah. like um conference eight has been historically down for the last couple of years um and so it's like one of those things where it's like intriguing because i've never been but i'm not sure if there's much bang for your buck um, and you and, wouldn't be shocked to see someone who lived in a mobile home going to Jack in the Box. That's actually what I was also thinking too. Okay, yes. sorry if I yeah. I stole your punchline. No, 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 no. That's good. That's good. I wasn't sure how to deliver it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I. All that being said, I do love Julian Moore. Um, I'm actually really surprised with how inefficient Kevin Grant has been. He was a pretty efficient high school. Or actually, he wasn't. But he was he was scouted to be a scorer in high school, from what I remember. <laughs> um. But maybe I'm remembering wrong. Um, that's what happened. Sure. Well, yeah. He was so, eight points a game in high school. So yeah, I wonder if that dropped because I maybe I'm just also remembering incorrectly. But um, I, I I do really like the team. That There's not that is. many players to remember, Jimmy. I mean, yeah. That, come on. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Good point. That's my bad. I do <laughs> love the team that uh, Mobile has, is running out. It's pretty tall, but that Salt Lake City is enormous, and so I I think that Salt Lake City has this somewhat. Easily, especially with Jaheim Baker and Jason Gardner sort of running the offense for them. Yeah. Cool. Let's talk about Santa Ana Thrill, um, the number two seed, number seven overall, 17 and one, 89 strength of schedule. Um, you know, they got two seniors starting, two juniors and a sophomore. So veteran uh, lineup led by Gabriel Wilson, the senior, and uh, their point guard, Christian Nelson. Um, yeah, solid team that has ran through, you know, a decent conference, you know, being pretty much everyone other than Los Angeles. Um, yeah. It, th- so they're going up against the uh, Helena Witches. Uh, they are the number 84 team, 170 strength of schedule. They really rely on their guards, Jeremiah Williams and uh, Matthew Barber, two um, sophomores in a 81-39 class. Santa Ana is number six in rebounding margin, and that's the only statistical category that they're top ten in. Helena is number three in defensive three points allowed and number one in three points attempted. So they just try and uh, defend the line well, the three-point line well, and shoot as many threes as they can. So, uh, yeah, what do you see in this matchup? Yeah, just from the Magic perspective, this is really fascinating matchup. I actually am really confused by Helena. Uh, and then as I look at their sort of stats page, uh, it makes a lot more sense because they have a wide like variety or a range of how they can play. So they lose to like Fort Wayne, who's a top 40 team, but then they also lose to – or top 50 team. They also lost to Idaho Falls and Riverside. Um, they lost to Pierre, Boulder – uh, and then Billings, another top 50 team, but then they also beat Billings twice. Um, and so I, and I think that that just happens when you have a team that jacks up a lot of threes, right. Um, 
But honestly, the the only really good team that they beat is Billings. And so I'm seeing a little bit of a a Starbucks versus uh, Duncan here, where it's Mm -hmm. like, we actually get a a lot of Duncan, uh, my wife and I do, but that's just because it's more accessible. Who do you have Duncan? Which one's Duncan and which one's Starbucks? Oh, so Helena's Duncan. Uh, Santa Ana is is Starbucks, where they both actually are fairly efficient offensively. Yeah. Um, so they do a little bit of the same thing. They run all of their offense through three guys that are scoring efficiently. Um, but Helena, I think, is a little bit of a uh, smoke and mirrors. But and, and Santa Ana is sort of like the the one that actually dominates the uh, the market, maybe outside of like one region uh, yeah. where Duncan dominates in in Boston. Helena dominates in uh, whichever one of the square states it's in. Helena. Wyoming, Helena, uh, Mon- Montana, Montana, yep. uh, yeah, yeah, um, one of the scores. And I would, I would agree. I, I, I like your assessment. Um, I'm gonna do a very deep, um, analytical reason for this, but I would actually think Helena is actually more like Starbucks, um, because mm. their coach name is Amanda1969, and if mm. it is a girl, a girl would more likely be. You'd probably see her in Starbucks, I would guess. You know, girls over like Duncan. Yeah, you know, I feel like Starbucks is kind of that place. You know, a lot of times moms mm. hang out there, they talk. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm putting too many gender stereotypes. <laughs> yeah, um, women love Starbucks. Women it's also like love donuts. Apparent, according to at least my wife likes donuts. So, um, yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like your wife likes donuts as well. So, well, no, we actually don't get donuts from. Well, I do every. I get a donut every morning, but I eat it before I get home, so she doesn't know. Smart. Yeah, Smart. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Throw away the trash. Yeah, exactly. Don't, you can't let her see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um okay let's move on to the uh 7 10 matchup we got the aspen fourth plateau by robo coach um yeah solid team Noah nice probably their best player um yeah 17.8 9.7 um rebounds going up against the brunswick surcharge out of conference one um 17 and one they won their conference championship and tournament um Getting getting a uh, ten seed, uh, Brunswick is number four in turnover margin and number eight in defensive points, which is a little surprising since they play in such a bad schedule that they're only top mm-hmm. ten in two statistical categories. Right, uh, and then sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then Aspen's not top 10 in any statistical category. So, um, two good teams. One, I mean, pretty much polar opposites. One plays a really tough schedule, has a lot of really tough games. The other one plays no one, but, mm-hmm. you know, has won all their games. It's t- But it's tough to beat a team that's 17-1, and one, you know, right? regardless of how good or bad their schedule is. And honestly, I mean, when you see four, like, top – 50 top 100 classes in a row for a team that like Brunswick has in league 31. That means that they're fairly deep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's a pretty good team there. It's also pretty fun. They're running a, a six, eight backup point guard in Luke Conaway. He's actually yeah. scoring eight points a game on 61% true shooting. And so that's pretty exciting. Um, and they've even like, uh, he switched Justin Allen to point guard for a bit. He switched Jeffrey Cochran. I mean, this game, this team is all over the place. Yeah. he, uh, like he's been fiddling. No, yeah, no one has played fewer than nine games. Isn't that mm. crazy? So yeah. he has like innate everyone worried that they're going to transfer 
Um, and three three of his starters have played 17, 15, and 17 games. So some of them even have been in aid. So I think he's just messing with his competition at this point. He likes to, to play down. Um, whereas Aspen has, uh, outside of their point guard position, has seemed to sort of stayed fairly consistent. And so I've decided that Aspen is a little bit of a, uh, a Taco Bell here. And so they have four guys scoring between 13 and seven or 18 points a game. So decide their Taco Bell because it's pretty much the same player, just packaged yeah. in different ways, right? And in the same way, you know, Taco Bell, you have the exact same thing in like tortilla, cheese, meat, um, but packaged in different ways. It's like I have no idea what the difference is between like a Crunchwrap Supreme and like a, a hard shell taco. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like. Or uh, so just some of their things. I actually, Chalup, I don't know what they do, but yeah, they're pretty right. much all packaged the same way, right? Whereas I think Brunswick is like a taco cabana. cabana. Um, I don't okay. know if I've ever been to one, but I'm assuming that it's actually pretty decent, but no one goes there. Yeah. You know? You wouldn't know about it. If, you wouldn't know if it was decent, you know? Right, right. Because yeah. It, yeah it hasn't it's been not, proven. It hasn't been, yeah, it hasn't been frequented enough. And so um, I'm, I'm going to go with the proven commodity here in Aspen, I think despite uh, Brunswick having four top, you know, 60 ish classes, whereas Aspen only has three um, Aspen has those higher ratings in in their more important classes. And I think that that's just more important. And 31 is like the quality as opposed to the depth. And so I'm going to go with Aspen here. Okay. Um, let's look at the uh, Santa Fe Caesars, the number three seed out of conference 32. Um, they made the NTT for the first time in a while. I mean, they last time they made the NTT was in season three, I think. Yeah, which That's is crazy. Which is kind of yeah, it's just kind of crazy because last year they had the um, or it might have been two years ago they had where they had like the number uh, one one class or something like that. So yeah, they had the right. five five class a few years ago with. Uh, Bolden and Stone but oh, just n- never quite panned out like they wanted to at least huh um but they're they're here now you know and they're um yeah they got Wyatt Cologne they're 6-8 center scoring 17.4 on 55% true shooting percentage really like their point guard Paul Hodge uh, efficient scorer that can defend pass set up the team it's kind of a fun team overall they got some talent um, they're going up against Arlington, not Arlington. Yeah, they are going up yeah, against Arlington. Arlington Blazers. Coach, Coach Ole Miss 22 with uh, Brian Blodgett, um, Sergio Kimbrough, uh, senior senior leading squad. They were, they were one of the top teams in the league a few years ago um, and lost a couple really big classes, but they still have talent on this team. They, they just lost their 2-4 class. So mm-hmm. um, Arlington is number six in assist. Um, and then Santa Fe is number eight in defensive three points allowed and number six in rebounding margin. Uh, yeah, what do, you, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, this is a really, really interesting matchup, right? Like Arlington has been here. Uh, they've only been to three NTTs, but it's been the last three. So this mm-hmm. is their fourth N- NTT in a row. They did graduate that uh, 2-4 class. They were a one seed last year and lost in the first round, which we predicted might happen because they hadn't played much of anyone. They played a much tougher schedule this year, um, including in the um, uh, the PNTT, and they got kind of smoked. They went 1-5, um, started out the season 0-4, and, 
um, and and three and six, and then really turned it on toward the end um, to get the the at large bid. Um, and so I think that they did a little bit of uh, adjusting on and shooting split or things shooting uh, numbers and things like that. Um, they had to replace three starters, and they did so with two juniors uh, in the guard spots. And so Sergio Kimbrough has been fairly efficient. I decided they were a little bit like Blaze, or sorry, that I'm talking about Arlington now. Let me let me talk about Santa Fe first. So Santa Fe, you know, bursting back onto the scene after uh, a little bit of a disappointing run. I've decided that they're Blaze Pizza. I think I don't know if this happened for you, but we got a Blaze all of a sudden in our hometown, and it just kind of burst onto the scene. Hmm. Uh, and I think that they're bursting onto the scene with a really decent team, right? Um, yeah. Shooting somewhat efficiently, holding people to uh, fairly low numbers. Despite pretty... helping promote them. Right, right. Despite a, a pretty um, uh, decent strength of schedule. I'm struggling here with Arlington. Do you have any ideas on, like, um, comparison? Are yeah. You... Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I mean, Arlington's just uh, – yeah, they're, they're an interesting team. You know, you got – you get the two guards that you rely on that, I mean, it's almost like he has uh, two point guards. So I'm kind of thinking, you know, the uh, KFC Taco Bell combo, because, you know, you never know which one it's like both could play point guard. They're both combo guards. They share the ball duties. They pass, they both pass. They both can score a little bit. Then they have height to really come down with the, uh, the rebounds. So um, you got that. You can, I mean, at some Taco Bell KFC places, you can get this thing called the Twister, which is like a, I mean, which is like a burrito and chicken combined. You put in like fried chicken in the burrito. Uh, so sure, that 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 was kind of my thought. Okay, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I was. Uh, I thought of. Oh, I kind of was wondering if they were a little bit like a Hardee's. So okay. I don't know if you remember the Hardee's commercial, but they would always have like um, someone like slowly eating the burger and it <laughs> yeah. was dripping. And I kind of think that they have a l- been a little and then Har- you go to a Hardee's and it's actually not good. Um, and I so I kind of wonder if they've been like a, a fun window dressing team. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I mean, and maybe this applies a little bit more of last year, uh, but then just have not been able to produce in the ways that you would hope. Like they do have three top 40 classes in a row. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but just have not been able to put it together in a way that is like uh, successful against good teams. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Let's move on to the last matchup. We got Chicago versus Huntsville. This is my favorite matchup, I think. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe the whole NTT. It looks like it's going to be a good one. Um, Chicago is number six in true shooting percentage, number eight in assist, number seven in turnover margin, and number four in points. Uh, Huntsville is number isn't top 10 in any statistical category. I, so you look at, so Chicago got an at large bid. They, they really pushed uh, Duluth. They lost Hmm. in overtime uh, to them in the uh, conference championship, which is pretty impressive. You know, that is impressive. Yeah. They actually had a lead. Um, They had a lead late. Uh, There was, let's see. Yeah. They're, they, they, and then uh, Duluth took a lead with uh, 11 seconds left, and Marcus uh, Dekrich hit a shot to send it to overtime. Um, and then they, they got beat by six in overtime, but it was, it was close, you know. They, they had a chance, and that shows that 
you know, this this is an up and coming team. Huntsville, I really like what the coach has done. He's put together a couple really good classes, and they've just kind of slowly progressed. And this is their second mm-hmm. NTT um, with this coach, at least. Uh, right, Coach Boardman. Um, he's been doing a few things with the with uh, efficiency and stuff like that on the boards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he gets paid. Boardman yeah. gets paid. And you know they're led by uh, Colton Wilson, so I'm kind of I'm pretty interested to see how this one plays out. Um, yeah, it should be a fun game. Yeah, I agree. So I've I've decided that Chicago is CC's. Um, I don't know why I've never been to a CC's, but they have so many commercials, and they kind of go on the yeah. offensive in terms of like uh, recruitment, right? And and Chicago is just a highly offensive team. Um, they are fairly aggressive and, and fairly efficient. Um, and then for Huntsville, I've decided it's Applebee's, but this is entirely a, a Kawhi Leonard reference. Um, so their team, their coach is Coach Boardman. Uh, Kawhi famously said Boardman gets paid, which mm. was his trash talk because he's a, a bot. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, Applebee's, um, when he, again, famously at a team dinner, pulled out a bag of apples and said it's apple time. And so this, it has nothing to do with their actual roster composition. It's just Kawhi thing. Yeah, that's some um, deep analysis. I like. Thank it. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as a result of that, um, <laughs> no. So I, I mean, I love both of these teams. Both have four starters scoring double digits. Uh, both teams above fifty-four percent true shooting. Both team holding their opponents to under fifty percent true shooting. Um, and both have played well. Huntsville has not played as tough a schedule as Chicago has, but they also have a couple more wins. And yeah. so, like you said, this is a really, really fun, really even matchup. Um, I think because Dietrich for Chicago and Griffin uh, have scored efficiently, and Bradley Stark, who's part of that 6 7 sophomore class, and the only starter out of that 6 7 sophomore class, um, I think because they've done it efficiently against a, a better schedule, whereas Huntsville. You know, the, the losses that they've had. Carlsbad is a decent team. Uh, Atlanta's a good team. And then they dropped one to Vicksburg. And then they beat Atlanta by two in the conference yeah. championship. They just they just haven't proven it as much as mm-hmm. maybe Chicago has been given the chance to do so. And so um, I really like that they recently took Duluth to overtime. So I'm going to give Chicago the edge here. Okay. Hometown pick. Homer pick. Yeah, that's right. Big time Homer over there. Um, so let's go through our picks. I have Dearborn over Chattanooga, um, Salt Lake City over Pittsburgh. I have Brunswick over Santa Ana, and um, I got Chicago over Santa Fe, or yeah, over Santa Fe. And I got Chicago going to the Elite Eight against um, Dearborn. I'm gonna take Chicago all the way to the final four. Oh man, that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, so somewhat similar, but a little different. A couple differences. Dearborn over Morgantown, Salt Lake City also over Pitt, uh, and then I've got Dearborn over Salt Lake City. Then I've got Santa Ana over Aspen, Chicago over Santa Fe. But then I do think Santa Ana takes out Chicago, and then I've got so I've got the one-two matchup there, and I'm going to have Dearborn take it home uh, to the final four. Okay. Um, players to watch. We got uh, we got Julian Moore. We have, um, I mean, we got the two guys on Chattanooga, Michael yeah. Smith and Hunter Partlow. Uh, those guys are just really, really solid players. Um, Chattanooga Dearborn game in the second round could be really good. Yeah, if, if Chattanooga can get past uh, 
Morgantown. Morgantown. I mean, whoever plays Dearborn, I think that that second round game is actually going to be a really fun game to watch. Yeah, yeah. those are some solid eight seeds. Um, right. Timmy knows very well that the eight nine seeds are. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> they... Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> I just for the for context in League Forty Two and Test League, I think five NTTs in a row as a one seed. I've lost in the second round until this year. I was not a one seed and lost in the first round, but yeah, it was just like back to back number one overall classes in league 42 and three seasons in a row. I lose the first round and went out. So it's just like, well, that's fine. Or lose the second round and went out. So that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. The, those are just a few players to watch, but all right, let's wrap it up and we will talk with to you soon about the region four. All right. Sounds good.